0: Good evening, everybody. This is me reading stuff. I'm Robin O'Neill. It's nighttime on Thursday, June something. Early June, first week of June. There's a dog barking in the distance. There are cars driving by. I've got all my windows open. You know I love a cool breeze. I also have clothes in the dryer. So if you hear any of those noise, that's what those noises are. I can just stare out. I live on a pretty major street here in Los Angeles, and I could just watch the cars drive by all day and do nothing else, and I'd be completely entertained. Remember, I've told you guys about that. I also, my dream is to be able to just sit and watch people, with. well, I mean, without them knowing, I guess. Because <laughs> uh, a lot of times there's stuff that happens in the alley behind my place, and I'm able to see it from my um, window. And, of course, people don't know anybody's looking at them but they're in complete broad daylight in public like they're not hiding any there's nothing crazy ever except when that guy pissed all over the wall that one time um and remember it dribbled down onto his shoes like he got it wrong isn't that what happened he was urinating against the wall but he was standing on the downslope, and he just kept going for it even though I saw that urine dribble right down into his feet did you know that used to be my biggest I would say second biggest fear, number one biggest fear. You ready for this? Throwing up. I hate it. Have I ever told you guys about my whole throw-up story? Somebody hit me back on Instagram or Twitter. My handle is R-O-B-Y-N underscore O-N-E-I-L. Let me know, because I don't remember if I've told you guys about how I threw up in Godfather's Pizza when I was in second grade in Omaha, Nebraska, and became a different person as a result. Some of you know this story from other times I've told it, but if I've never told it on the podcast, I promise you, an episode, and it is a big deal story for me, so I would love to share that with you, and it's also the reason I became an artist, so not that that is saving the world, but (laughs) it is what it is. Anyway, yeah, and then there was a photo shoot behind here that I was watching, and just in general, but again, people don't have to be doing anything for me to be entertained, My dream is to just watch people like drying dishes, or honestly, one of my favorite things is to just watch people sitting, watching TV. And maybe I've mentioned this because I've always admitted on here what a voyeur I am, but when I was, see, I always hung out with my parents in junior high, middle school, high school. I really, I've always kind of been like I am now where I love my friends and I want to see them and everything, but I'm also just very content being around my family or alone. So even in high school, when there's a lot of pressure to hang out with people, I didn't ever want to. Uh, Every Friday night was spent going to Wendy's and picking that up with my dad and eating Wendy's, just the three of us, my younger brother, three years younger, he was already too cool and out doing stuff on Friday night, but not me. And then we would watch, um, Whatever those, what was that Friday night? I can't remember the name of the Friday night lineup. But anyway, with Full House and all those dumb shows. Uh, And then after those were over, my dad and I would pick a movie to watch. We would either go rent one. Oh, and we always ate a Frosty from Wendy's too. This was every Friday night when I was in high school. And I wasn't even that big of a nerd, really. I was, um, you know, I got voted something like, um, what what did I always get voted like nicest or class favorite is maybe what it was called, but it was about being nice. So anyway, and you know, for a little while I was even a cheerleader, but I just didn't give a shit about any of that. Like I basically just wanted to be home researching things, watching TV, drawing, painting, making crafts. I made a lot of earrings, a lot of t-shirts, um... A lot of brownies, oftentimes at the end of the night on those Friday nights, even though we already ate Frosties, my dad would go, Robbie, what do you think about going and making your dad some brownies? And I would think it was awesome, so I did it. It was, it was a good life. But the other thing about every night with my parents was that I would my favorite thing ever, which happened almost every night and still does to this day when I'm around my parents, is my parents specifically, well, both of them really, but specifically my mom and I were very into taking an after dinner stroll around the neighborhood. And we would do that and it's dusk. It's like everybody was also finishing up dinner around this time, but it was just the right amount of light where people still had their curtains and blinds open. But they were doing things either like one person would be sitting in the Lazy Boy, you know, watching TV or going through the newspaper. And you see somebody else doing the dishes or picking up the table or maybe they're a little bit later to the game when it came to dinner. You see a whole table of people eating. But my mom and I would just it was an unspoken thing. We just like we we would just stand there and look. (laughs) And I don't think nobody ever saw us. We would pretend maybe to be like picking something up or talking like we're having an intense conversation. But and I still do it. And those are the best times to take walks. But yeah, especially when I see people. Oh, my God. When I see people just watching TV, it's so much fun to watch what they're watching. Okay, I suppose it's time for me to read you something today. If you can't tell, I'm very, very, very calm for some reason. This is a rare moment, so soak it in. Maybe you don't like it. Let me know. Do you like it or not? You like me anxious and upset better than this? Well, I don't know. I did too for a long time. I thought it was more interesting. But when I have these calm kind of, I'm a sort of collected person right now, even though, listen, I have a lot of stressors right now. I really do. A lot of shit's going down, but I'm not bothered for some reason. I'll I'll get through it. Okay, so today I'm gonna be reading, I wanted to go back to my roots and not my roots, I don't know, I wanted to go back to read somebody who's one of my all-time favorite writers and that is Anne Carson. And I've read plenty of Anne Carson. We all seem to know her. If you don't, if you're new to Anne Carson, she's a Canadian poet, essayist, translator, hero to many, many writers. She has a, speaking of calm, she has a very calm speaking voice. I'm not going to call it eerily calm. It's very intriguing, though. I, I love her speaking voice. Canadians, man, I just love a Canadian voice, period. I don't care if you're from Nova Scotia, Montreal, Vancouver. They're very different accents all throughout Canada, but Canadians just, I like the way you talk. I like you, Canadians. And there's a lot of good writers in Canada, to the point that it makes me crazy. Anyway, Anne Carson is a total badass, and she wrote what is arguably my favorite book of all time, which is Autobiography of Red. If, you, if you're interested and if you like what I'm about to read you, please, 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 on uh, my Potomatic page for me reading stuff, where I publish these podcasts, do a search for Anne Carson, and you'll see all of the times I've read her, which I wonder how many it's been. I guarantee this is probably going to be the fifth. God, we're coming up on a full Three years of me reading stuff, I think. Is that true? Somebody find out for me because I have no idea and I'm I'm too calm to even deal with it right now. <laughs> All right, so the poem I'm going to be reading to you from Ann Carson first appeared in The New Yorker um, August 10th, 2015. And I also had the pleasure of, with my friend Erica, we saw her read around the time Float came out. Uh, at the Hammer here in Los Angeles. And I'll put a link in the description of the podcast where you can buy float and also where you can actually watch this entire performance from the Hammer here in LA. And she read at least a version of this. It might have been identical to this, but a little bit different. And it, it penetrated my insides like there are certain lines in here that just I don't know how to describe what it does to me so I'm very excited to read it to you I can't believe I haven't yet and this is called Each Day Unexpected Salvation and in parentheses John Cage here we go forest shade lake shade poplar shade highway shade backyard shade cafe shade down behind the high school shade cow shade carport shade, blowing shade, dappled shade, shade darkened by rain above, shade under ships, shade along banks of snow, shade beneath the one tree in a bright place, shade by the ice cream truck, shade in the new car sales room, shade in halls of the palace as all the electric lights turn on, shade in a stairwell, shade in tea barrels, Shade in books. Shade of clouds running over a distant landscape. Shade on bales in the barn. Shade in the pantry. Shade in the ice house. The smell of shade. Shade under runner blades. Shade along branches. Shade at night. A difficult research. Shade on rungs of a ladder. Shades on pats of butter sculpted to look like scallop shells. Shade to holler from. Shade in the chill of bamboo. Shade at the core of an apple. Confessional shade. Shade of hair salons. Shade in a joke. Shade in the town hall. Shade descending from legendary ancient hills. Shade under the jaws of a dog with a bird in its mouth, trotting along to the master's voice. Shade at the back of the choir. Shade in pleats. Shade clinging to arrows in the quiver. Shade in scars. Okay. That's it. Thank you, Ann Carson, for being alive. And thank you to all of you guys for being so nice and interesting and funny. That's how I would describe all of you. Nice, interesting, funny, and electric. (laughs) That's the feeling I get from a lot of you guys when you reach out. Thank you if you've reached out. Thank you if you've written a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes or whatever the hell they're calling it now. Um, I think I'm going to calmly go take a walk. It's a perfect time of night for me to go see into your windows without breaking the law. I also want to close just by saying, number one, you're doing a great job with your life. Trust that. I want to say, number two, be easy on yourself. And I want to say, number three, you've got to drink more water. I'm going to end with a quote by my dearly beloved Michael Silverblatt of KCRW's bookworm. And then I'm going to get the hell out of here. Here's the quote. I am one who does not think that the earth was made for us. I think that we are first to last strangers on it and that it takes us a good first half of our lives just to get used to gravity. That it's not easy. All right, everybody, I love you. I'm thinking about you. I'm wishing you well. And I'll talk to you soon. Good night, everyone.